week number five, episode number five, with Mr. Justin Fraze. This sounds lame already. Let's take it up a notch. Let's get it. And we are live with another episode of Mind Over Matter. Welcome. My name is Jimmy. I'm your host. This is my podcast. Thanks for pressing play. Let me take a deep breath for a second. If you're a first-time listener, thank you so much for pressing play and listening. Do me a big favor. Press the subscribe button on Apple Podcast. Leave a review down at the bottom. I say Apple Podcast in particular because I'm a big analytic guy. And I pay attention to the numbers, and a lot of you, about 90% of you, listen to on Apple Podcast. Once you do that for me, if you would not mind giving this a share on your own social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, MySpace, Zanga, whatever it is, I don't even know what else is out there. Share it with your mom, share it with your dad, grandma, grandpa, whoever the heck it is. Let's get the good word out. Let's give guys like Justin sitting across from me, other guys and girls in the future, a bigger platform to connect with more people. This is not about me. It's about them helping you be the best version of yourself. So without further ado. Sitting across from me, the one, the only, the very kind-hearted Justin <laughs> Fraze. Justin, welcome. Oh, man. Thank you for having me, dude. You are very welcome. And needless to say, this episode, there is so much hype behind this episode. I know. it's un- You're going to have it is ten, unreal. tens of listeners to this one. Tens of listeners? Tens of uh, listeners. You may actually lose some, some listenership. Add a few more zeros to the end of that. There's a lot of people who want to hear you talk today, so no pressure. Man. You better, you better pack a punch. Dude, I... uh. We'll see. It's it's coming. We'll bring it. All right. Full send. Full send. <laughs> so I got criticized for calling you Mr. Phrase on a post on Facebook I made the other day. Yeah. Um, so we will not call you Mr. Phrase, but <laughs> do you go by Nighthawk? Do you go Night- by uh Yeah Dale Doback? What do you what, what, what's your nickname? Yep. Uh, so yeah. So the uh what do we call you? Are, are, we, are we doing that? Are we really doing this? Yeah. So uh Nickname I got uh, pretty early, exactly 45 minutes into, into the into the fire service. I've been a fireman for 45 minutes. Uh, started in Coppell, Texas there, and uh, we're doing a uh, basement drill. And they basically just tie some ropes around your wrist. They're going to pull you up through this hole. And so naturally, I'm going to be the dummy that day because I'm a brand new guy. And uh, somebody pulling up on that rope said, man, it feels like this dude ate a few biscuits before he got here. <laughs> and... Uh, 45 minutes into my fire service career, um, Biscuit was born. And, yeah, I've, I've tried to get away from it. It, it's, it still pops back up here and now. Did a Biscuit pop out on the other end? Uh, yeah. Yeah, there were, <laughs> there were guys' wives there who had no idea what my actual name was. It was just Biscuit. That just was, Biscuit? That was it. Do the guys yeah. still call you Biscuit? And so the guys, you know, in Cop Hill, you know, that, that still know me, they, they do. Uh, you know, Rob Stone, you know, I teach with at the fire academy. He still, he still throws a Biscuit out there. It was on the... It was one of the comments. I'm like, oh man, cool. Now, now the whole, you know, the whole world knows. Yeah. Well, the whole world knew yesterday that you're coming <laughs> on this podcast and Facebook blew up yesterday when they saw that picture of you and everybody in the comment section was raving about having you on. Why is that? I don't know, man. Um, I, I think they've got low standards is really, what the, low standards. is really what the issue is. I just want to hear a, uh, hear a train wreck on a podcast. <laughs> so uh, they want to see your com- career just yeah, I, I'm be gone in a flash. Yeah, I'm just I'm just really shooting for not getting fired today. <laughs> we'll try to keep it that's, tame. Yeah, that's a, that's best case scenario. Don't get fired. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, typically, we're asking out of script a little bit too. Uh, have you 
drink a beverage to kind of ease the tension a little bit because this is your first podcast right? this is my first podcast first interview yeah you're gonna be able to hang in there oh yeah i got this so you're coming off a shift you worked yesterday it's about eight or so in the morning and we cannot drink in the morning. We technically can. Uh, I mean, if you want to go full send in the morning. It's, it's five o'clock somewhere. Yeah, touche. But <laughs> we're, we're going to lay off the sauce. Uh, you're drinking a, what are you drinking, Rockstar? Rockstar. I had a couple cups of coffee and now Fit Aid. Shout out Fit Aid. Sponsor me. Awesome. Uh, yeah. But uh, we'll, we'll keep it PG as far as the adult beverages are concerned. We'll have to reserve that for another time. I'm down. But let's dive in head first. You ready? Send it. Love it. Good start. So... Why don't you tell us a little bit about your childhood? Let's start from the ground, work our way up. So uh, childhood, uh, born in Tupelo, Mississippi, um, back in the day. Um, Great parents, hardworking parents. Uh, My dad uh, was a mechanic growing up, and he uh, worked his ass off into a a management position. My mom ran like a little daycare inside of our house. There's always uh, always kids, like other people's children also, and a couple sisters. Mm -hmm. Um, Moved to uh, East Texas. Uh, I guess I was probably eight or so. Um, and you know, your accent is thick when kids in East Texas make fun of your Mississippi accent. Uh-huh. Then uh, I think I was like 14 or so. We actually moved to the colony and then really had my accent made fun of when I moved up here. Um, but yeah, graduated, uh, graduated from colony high school class of 95. Oh, dang. Yeah. That would make me four years old. Yeah, that's that cool, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, about that. Yeah, join the join the Army Reserves right after high school. Um and uh thought thought when I was in high school that I was gonna be a cop plan. I was you know, we're gonna join the Ooh. army. Yeah, no, there was a yeah, that plan got got uh yeah, we crushed that. Worked out really well though. But uh I was actually home on leave and uh my uh, best friend's cousin like um met him at a at a hospital there visiting his grandfather and kind of told me about the fire service. I'm like, oh that sounds kinda cool. Um the original plan was for me to come back and uh, I was going to do a couple months of my unit, then go back active duty because I, I thought I wanted to be a ranger. So I wanted to do, you know, do something at an elite level. Absolutely. I was back a couple weeks and met a chick and, uh, yeah, wound up getting into fire school and broke up with that chick a couple years later, but, uh, here I am. <laughs> That's all right. Yeah. It all, it all worked out. But you're married now. I right? am married. Been married for 18 years. God. No, yeah. 18 years next month. My wife is a saint. Um, yeah, she keeps you grounded very much. She is, uh, she definitely keeps me grounded. I like to think sometimes that I'm a semi impressive human and she lets me know on a regular basis that, uh, that I am not, but, uh, that's good. Putting you back <laughs> in your place. Definitely much so. But, so is, uh, is that what I have to look forward to, to getting married one day? Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Uh, put in your place all the time, dude, but she's, she's awesome, man. <laughs> um, again, I, I've kind of been through some, I've been some, self-imposed uh hardship and she has been baller the whole time and she's a great mom my kids are terrific um i got a 16 year old and a 13 year old mm-hmm. and uh dude she my wife she holds it down man she's awesome yeah awesome i feel sorry for her <laughs> <laughs> i'm just kidding biscuit no she's awesome he's good so we're segueing now into your fire career okay uh because you said that Came to the fire service because he didn't want to be a cop. Good choice. Yeah, thank you. Kudos to you Worked on out. that. Worked out. Uh, not not that, not that I have anything against cops. Cops are you know great people. Dude, they're they're awesome. Love them. Um, they've got a tough job. I I don't want to do it. Um, I don't either. And those guys are incredible to to kind of take the uh the uh the the beating you know especially like in the media that they that they take and then still put it on a badge every day like just dealing like you know some of the worst people ever. Um, they are 
they are phenomenal humans, man. They sure are. But you're now at the Colony Fire Department, is that correct? At the Colony Fire Department, yeah. I'm in the the second half of my career, um, and uh, I'm the driver's side to Squad 18 now, and mm. loving it, man. It is it is it is the most fun that I've ever had in the fire service. We're we, we have a good time, man. It's awesome. Love to hear it. You're a paramedic too. I am a paramedic. <clears throat> Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, sometimes. <laughs> yeah, I'm a paramedic. Uh, so back in the day, it was kind of a necessity. You know, you you, you became a paramedic out of, out of necessity. So it's been a long time riding ambulances, man. Don't don't have to ride one anymore. There you go. Super psyched. Must be nice. Dude, um, it is nice. We actually, man, we, <laughs> we, we, we've actually hired uh, paramedic onlys now. So they're not firefighters at all. And oh, my God, dude, they are so good. The, they're the, awesome. I know a couple of them work there. Oh, my. They're terrific, man. You I understand being passionate about the fire service. You, again, we became paramedics out of necessity and this is, that is their passion, man. And they are, dude, they're, they're so good at it. Go getters. So good at it, man. They do a great job. I love it. So you've worked a couple of different careers. Um, or I say careers, you've worked at a couple of different fire departments. Now your home yep. is the colony. How many years total do you have in right now? 21. 21 in total. 21 in total. So, in what part of that 21 year career did you decide to go to NCTC and be an instructor at the fire Academy? Well, so now yeah, we're, again, we're, we're just going to go, go get right into it. Getting in the taters. All right, Meeting man. Taters. So, uh, um, the first half of my career, you know, we kind of talked about it earlier. I was, I was an employee. I was, I was a really good employee, but I was an employee, man. Mm-hmm. Um, I wasn't taking classes. I wasn't doing anything to, to really better myself. Now, you know, if we had class, you know, classes that we take inside of the department you know i was taking those um you know went worked for a couple departments i wound up in, a, in, a, in another department um was promoted to driver there again did well in the test hit all the check marks um but i wasn't i wasn't leading man i wasn't mentoring new guys i was super cocky um worked with a bunch of dudes just like me we were on a dive team so our uh the culture that we built there man our like our morning didn't start with Hey Mike, how was your weekend? It was something about it, and you know, f your mom, and you know, by the <laughs> way, your your kids miss you, and you're out of milk. Um, but we had a a really tight crew that had worked together for a long time, and had a, a new guy come through there, and for for lack of a better term, I mean, we we harassed this guy. Um, there was there was never any malicious intent in what we did. Um, we just had a lot of personality, and this guy didn't know how to take us, didn't know how to take me. Um, I was a supervisor that day and, and I failed, I, I failed miserably. Um, I failed that fire department. I failed that crew. I failed that guy in, in making him feel the way that he felt, man. And that, I, I still feel awful for that to this day. Um, failed a wife and kids that counted on me for, for income. Um, uh, yeah, man, just, just, just huge fail. Um, so got my, uh, got my career reset. Um, fire chief decided, you know, I, I didn't want me to work there anymore. And I can, I can understand that. So, uh, after leaving his office, I made three stops. I went to the fire station and cleaned out my locker, said goodbye to those guys there, went to HR, filled out some paperwork and then stopped, um, picked up an application for the next department I was going to go to work for yeah. uh, on the way home to tell my wife that I didn't have a job. Um, so I think it was 87 days from not having a job to being a fireman again, which might've been a land speed record. I don't know. That's pretty quick. But uh, in the meantime, man, I 
fix cars, fix motorcycles installed. I've fallen in a can't get up buttons. Um, anything to do to, <laughs> you just kind of put my head down. My job was to get another job and, you know, put food on the table and, and take care of the kids. And, and that's what I did. Yeah. And then you eventually became an instructor too, right? Yeah. So uh, that was part of my, like when I showed up at this other fire department that, that, that hired me, 12 years in the fire service, I was still a firefighter basic. So in Texas, we have three level or four levels. I'm sorry, your basic, um, intermediate, advanced and, and master. Um, I was still a firefighter basic. Um, and I, I realized, you know, I kind of looked like a crap bag. So uh, every class I could enroll in, I took every class I could enroll in. I, I uh, went back to college, got my associate's degree in fire science. I'm three quarters of the way through a bachelor degree now. Um, went from a firefighter basic to a master firefighter um master level instructor, all of those things. And man, that was part of my, my path of, of self-improvement and almost kind of penance for, for screwing up so badly was that I wanted to, wanted to be instructor and give back to the, to the next generation of the fire service. I love that. So what does it mean for you to be an instructor? Man, um, it's a lot of things. It's a lot more than just, just giving away the information. You know, like there's, they, they can get the information out of the book. Um, and, and, you know, honestly, we tell, we tell our fire Academy class for, for the most part, you're in an online class that you're going to show up to, you know, the, they're responsible for that information in the book. Um, the, the important part for me is setting an example for these, for, for these guys coming in. Um, it's a big thing in our fire Academy. You know, we, we do PT, physical training that's man that's you know, our ability to do our job is is based on our our ability to perform you know physically mm-hmm. so uh so we run pt just about just about every class um and the instructors are going to be down on the ground if, if if the students are doing it we're going to do it um i i never wanted to be you know that that coach you had in football you know the big fat guy rolling around in the golf cart telling you about how <laughs> awesome he was back in the day man um uh, I, I don't want to be that guy. I want to be, you want to set the example. Like, I'm, I don't want to tell you how badass I was a few years ago. I'm going to be badass tomorrow. Um, right. Uh, you know, I stole that from Pat McNamara. Again, I'm, I'm an amalgamation of, uh, you know, wisdom quotes and sarcasm and movie quotes. But, uh, yeah, to, to, to show them what, what it means to be, be a firefighter and demonstrate that on a daily basis, not just tell them, actually be there and show them what that looks like. Yeah, I love that. So what advice would you have for, you know, maybe like a five-year guy, 10-year guy, or even a senior guy at a firehouse that has a new rookie at their station? What would you recommend? Because you have a lot of firsthand experience working with brand new guys. Yeah. Invest in that guy and and, and set the example. If you're going to be the senior, you know, you have those guys that have been there. They've been in a fire department for, for some amount of time. All right. That your tenure doesn't necessarily make you the senior guy just because you've been there. You could have been, you could be a 10 year fireman with just one year of experience that you've repeated 10 times. Um, you know, be the guy that's out there learning and then show these guys how to be firemen, set the example, you know, be the guy that, that pulls your air pack off every morning and checks it out. Be the guy that starts all your tools. Don't be, don't, don't be the guy that's just, you know, pencil whipping and checking boxes, you know, invest in those new guys. That's, that's, those new guys that are coming through, those are your legacy, man. When you're gone, you, you're 20 years past retirement. That guy's going to go, Hey man, this dude, you know, Jimmy gross pulled me aside one day because I was being a crap bag 
and not check it off my air pack, dude. And he showed me how to do this the right way. So I'm going to show you, you know, he's got another new guy and I'm going to show you how, how, how this needs to be done. Mm-hmm. So kind of like a lead by example. Exactly. Ethos. Exactly. Lead by example. So do you, have, do you think that there's a wrong way to lead somebody? Yeah. Yeah. The, the wrong way is to mean sit across the room and tell you to do this. Mm-hmm. Hey man, go do that. Like how, what, what kind of leadership am I displaying if I do that? But if I'm out there, I'm side by side with that guy, that whole, you know, we, we talk about the, the, the crawl, walk and run. Yeah. You know, if, if, if I'm out there teaching a, a brand new skill, breaking that skill into its smallest elements, assembling that, all right, here's what it looks like when you put it all together and then you're putting it into a drill. You know, that's the, the, the instructional portion of it from a leadership standpoint, it's being out there with that guy and, and teaching him how to do this, modeling for him what that's supposed to look like, and then letting him know that, hey, this is the expectation, and then holding him to that standard once he meets it. Absolutely, because those young guys are soaking you up like a sponge. Oh, yeah, dude. You know, y'all it's, are, it's eyes on all the we, time. We, we talked about it earlier, man. Y'all are you're, you're going to be infinitely better firefighters. You know, By the time you've got 20 years in the fire service, you're going to know 10 times more than I knew. Um, again, just your access to information um, we didn't have that back in the day. You know? <laughs> um, we couldn't just get on, we couldn't get on the line and, you know, on the line, on the line and, <laughs> and Google, you know, you know, uh, you know, Minuteman deployments, you know, we had to somebody teach us that. And you had guys that were willing to share that information. You had other guys that were going to, you know, they're going to be recliner jockeys all day. And it was just luck of the draw as to which guys that you got to work with. Yeah. So you hit on a lot of high points. Uh, one in particular, you know, just that constant training, hands-on, perfecting your craft. A lot of people know who you are because they see you at a lot of these trainings. And yep. what are you more particularly involved in? Are you involved with a particular group in particular, or do you just kind of float around? And so what, I, what do you do? Um, it's, you know, I think we mentioned it earlier. You know, we, we, we did a little talking earlier. Um, yep. But, uh, you know, that – I didn't do in the first half of my career, you know, again, I didn't do any teaching because I didn't go to, go to any classes. And honestly, I never thought, you know, I, I didn't know where that breakover was, where you've got the experience to be able to, you know, what made you credible as an instructor? You know, what, what have you done? And, uh, you know, just finally putting myself out there. Um, I got, got hooked up with our local fools chapter, the heart of Texas fools, mm-hmm. um, and started doing some, some classes with them and then kind of worked my way into an instructor role. Then, then obviously, you know, we'll talk about, smoke diver program at some point in time, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and then teaching with them and then just being at these training, going out to these other training classes and somebody, Hey man, I'm doing a class over here. Would you like to come and help out? I'm like, absolutely dude. So I'm, I'm, I'm down. Let's go. Yeah. And uh, you just kind of, kind of make these, uh, you know, develop these relationships with, with, with other people in these other departments. And before you know it, you're just, you're just out doing it, man. That's cool. Yeah, absolutely. What would you say is the hardest part? about being a firefighter man it's hard to say a hard part because it's it's fun dude it's, right. it's, it's like the best job ever like i get to do i get to be a kid ever dude i, I drive a fire truck for a living how freaking, <laughs> how freaking cool is that yeah um you know, honestly the you know, now that i'm older um, my kids are older then like i did the math you know <laughs> Yeah, I can't do the math. I can't do the math. <laughs> uh, but uh, essentially a third of their life, you know, my, my, my son is 16, you know, so mm-hmm. a, a 
five years of his life effectively, I'm, I'm not there, you know, so cumulative over his entire life, you know. Um, but that's the biggest thing is just is missing. You know, you miss time with your kids, man, and your wife, man. I, again, you know, my, my wife is awesome. Uh, and, you know, I was a fireman when we met, you know, I kind of threw that on her when, you know, picked her up at the bar. Yeah. Um, but, but missing that time, that's, that's, that's probably the worst thing for me, man. Yeah, absolutely. Cause he just spent a bulk of that time up at the fire station too. So what would you, what would you recommend for anybody out there who may be young in their career thinking about being a firefighter or they're brand new like me about maybe two to three years in, what would you reckon? What words of advice do you have for young individuals like that? Do work. It's, it's the best job ever. If you're thinking about it, just, you know, again, I'm going to mirror what Captain White said the other day. Go do it. Best job ever. Um, Heck yeah. You know, learn as much as you can, man. Um, the I'm still learning. And you, I, probably the best part of teaching for me is I learn. I, th- I feel like I learn as much as an instructor as I ever did as a student showing up in the classroom, because you meet these other instructors um, and you will have, I'll be teaching a class and some guy with like two years on the fire service will show me something. Hey man, you think this will work? Oh, let's try it. And I'll do that. That's, that's like the best thing ever. Right. Um, just, just never stop learning. Always be learning, man. Do I, again, your interview with, 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 with Captain White, man, the do something every day to improve yourself. If, even if it's something small, listen to a podcast, stretching, you know, a, a little workout, read a book. Um, n- never, A, don't take this job for granted. Absolutely. Um, I did that and got it snatched out from underneath me because, you know, it, it, it was what it was. Um, don't take it for granted and and be better. Realize, you know, you aren't the most important part of this, of this whole big wheel. All right. Mm-hmm. We exist for them. If it weren't for the citizens and the people that were there to protect, we, we have no purpose. So don't lose sight of what, what that mission is and, and, and your purpose. So you mentioned Captain White a couple of times yeah. in, in your answer. Uh, one thing that really hit home for me with Captain White was, you know, we were there drinking some adult beverages, some mm-hmm. bourbon, uh, some some things that I can't quite handle without a mixer. Uh, <sighs> makes you look a little bad. Child. Yeah, I know. Need to put a little hair on my chest. <laughs> But um, we, t- we talked about a lot of great things, but all in all, one thing that really resonated with me out of all the things that we talked about was how Captain White said that there's almost like, at least in the fire service today, some sort of paradigm shift. And there seems to be a generational gap in a lot of the fire service nowadays, as yeah. far as you have your 20 year guys like you, and then you have your two to three year guys like me, or maybe less than that, your rookies. Do you think that's an issue? With the fire service right now, I don't. Man, I don't know that it's an issue, um, and I don't know how it happened. Like where they went, you right. know, maybe maybe they went somewhere else to be the the <laughs> new guy, or maybe you know a fifteen year. You know, it and it really depends on. I think that's also kind of department uh, specific. You know, mm-hmm. we we aren't spread out quite as bad as y'all are as far yeah. as, as far as the experience level. Um, but you also you your department experience an unreal rate of growth in a rapid period of time. Very so true. you just, you just got inundated with new guys. Like y'all are, I think y'all hire like 10 guys a day, something like that. Is that true? <laughs> I don't know. Um, we keep getting safer. Grades I, know y'all are, I know y'all are like recruiting like in, in eighth grade now or something. <laughs> I see the guys that work there and they all look like they're 12. Right. Um, 
but you know, I don't know that it's so much a paradigm shift as just you know, just how the cars played out for for individual departments. But uh, but yeah, I don't I don't I don't think it's an issue, man. You got. Do you uh, think it's an issue? I guess to 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 piggyback that. Do you think it's an issue? when you have guys that have so much experience to a guy that has so little experience because there doesn't seem to be tweeners that can kind of bridge the gap. Yeah, that's man. And it's only an issue if those guys aren't giving it away. Um, if, if you've got, got senior guys again, you know, I use the quotation, you know, air quotes. Um, <laughs> but if those guys aren't giving that information away to the new guys and if the new guys aren't, open to accepting that information, it's an issue. Mm-hmm. But if you've got that, that culture of, of constant learning and, and those guys, you know, mentorship, that's a big thing with the department that, you know, in the colony is, is mentorship. If those guys aren't giving that information away and those new guys aren't receptive for it, you know, to it, it's going to be an issue. But if, if they're, if they're able to kind of meet in the middle somewhere and uh, bridge that gap of knowledge, um, then no, I think, I think you could function, you can function pretty well. Yeah, I agree. So we're going to talk about smoke divers here in a little bit. All right. Probably after our break because we're getting close to our half hour break. More smoke divers. More smoke divers. A lot of people are rolling their eyes right now or talking oh, yeah. crap. What would you what would you say is the most exciting part of your job? We talked about the hardest. What's the most exciting part of your job? Man, that's that's a good question, man. I still love making fires. Like, yeah, yeah. Again, we're not we're not burning the world down by any stretch of the imagination right now. But, dude, I, I love making fires, man. You could have the the attitude in the firehouse can be sucking. Like, you everybody's kind of at each other's throats, and <laughs> just you know the nature of living with a bunch of you know people for twenty four hours a day, especially now that we're like all stuck in the same building. Right. But, uh, dude, you have a have a fire or a good call. And like everybody's, oh, dude, the best day ever. Like you get to do hood rat stuff, and like everybody's all you know jacked up about the job again. And yeah, that's that's the most exciting part for me, man. The other thing, other thing I, I get excited about is new guys, man. I love seeing seeing new guys come in and mm-hmm. and you know the you know how fired up they are about about the job, man. And um, one of the, the the guys who came through the very first academy class I taught got hired in a, in a big department. Man, he called me like so. Our, our title there, I wasn't a captain, but our title there is captain. He called me, Captain Phrase, man. I got the phone call. I'm like, dude, that's <laughs> awesome, man. He goes, man, I'm on my knees in the street. I'm like, dude, fine. <laughs> yeah, we're all jacked up. And I go, hey, man, dude, I want you to stop right now. He goes, what, 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 what? I go, I want you to stop. I don't want you to remember this feeling right now. Think about mm-hmm. this right now because in three years or so, and it's about when that happens, you're going to call me bitching about some crap that's going on in your department. <laughs> and I'm going to refer you back to this phone call right now. Right. Like, as, as bad as it gets or as off as it gets, man, if you can bring yourself back to that just straight up pure joy, that day you got that phone call um, and, 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 you know, readjust your perspective on how you're seeing you know, whatever crap you're dealing with right now, man, that's a, the ability to do that is, is huge, man. So I, I love seeing new guys, you know, you know, guys getting hired. That's just, that's just a really cool part of it. I agree. <clears throat> and I'm still a new guy. I think it's the best job in the world. You still think it's the best job in the world? Oh yeah, dude. I'm, I'm, I, I'm not built to do anything else. Like I don't, you know, I, <laughs> I, I clean a couple pools here and there. I, I you know, I, I've done some, done some stuff my days off, but uh, this is like, I, I really feel like, you know, there are people that go through their whole lives that, you know, don't, you know, they're still looking for their purpose that, you know, 45 year old dude living in his basement somewhere. Like if you're living in your basement, man, sorry that, you know, 
you don't live in Texas. Cause some stepbrother stuff right there. Some stepbrother stuff. Tail toe back. Um, <laughs> Get the, off my drum set. They, <laughs> but they go through their life, not, not knowing what their purpose is, man. And dude, I, I don't have that problem. We don't have that problem, man. I know I, I, this is what I was, this is, I feel like this is what I was put here to do, man. Absolutely. I love it. I love that. Last question. Send it. Then we'll hit a commercial break. Not commercial break. We're not sponsored yet. I need to get sponsored by Rockstar. I need another one. I like it. That'd be nice. Do you think it's a calling to be a first responder or firefighter? I think so. Um, like I, I didn't know when I was a kid what I wanted to do. You know, like as a young kid. But I do know that I rode around on my bicycle and I had a bunch of hoses on it, and I had like two, um, two liter like Coke bottles on there that are full of water, and I had them like. <laughs> duct tape to my handlebars like you ride around man um i know you, you little kids you know played you know firefighter and cops and robbers and armor mine was always i played soldier like all the time i knew i knew that was going to happen yeah but uh i think that i think there is man because there's there's some people that either can't or don't want to do this job mm-hmm. you know kind of the same way i like i really don't don't want to be a cop man Again, <laughs> god love them dude they do it they do a hard job and it's not something i really care to do mm-hmm. um but I knew that I was going to serve. Like I, I just, I just felt that, you know, at a very early age, I was, I was going to, you know, be some sort of a servant. I love that. Servant. And that's why you're here. All that right. is why you're here. Provide some good value. I love it. So again, like I said, that takes us to about our half hour point for a quick little break. As promised, we are going to talk about smoke divers when we return. Popular subject for us. Oh Yeah. Oh yeah, we controversial for some that don't seem to like the program or like to talk bad about it for whatever reason. But yeah, did, did you know that I was a smoke diver? I don't no. know if you saw my hat or my sticker. Or did my you know truck. I was one? Oh, dude, are you really? I think so. I, did you see the post and everything? Yeah, else? you got a hat on. Also, <laughs> exit through the gift shop. Exit through the gift shop. Got too much stuff at the gift shop. But quick little commercial break. Even though we're not sponsored yet, quick little break to refuel on Rockstar and some other caffeinated beverages. Don't exit out yet. We got smoke divers and some more of the cool stuff coming up. And we're back from break. Actually, we are not back from break. <laughs> we had a technical difficulty half hour into our second half hour. And yeah. yeah. So was... we are re-recording cool. part two. But... I'm absolutely regurgitate everything I said the first go around. We'll see how it goes. You get a little trial and error here. Cool, man. Uh, but as promised after the first break, uh, we were going to talk a little bit about the smoke diver program. And... I know, like I said, a lot of people are like, dude, give it a rest. All you do is talk about smoke divers. Uh, people are probably rolling their eyes, saying all kinds of things about smoke diver program. But there's a lot of people out there who are curious about it. Um, I've talked to a couple guys at a couple departments, at least here in Texas, who also don't know about it. So I think it's something that's kind of on the up and coming cool. for a lot of people. So what would you say to somebody out there who does not know about the smoke diver program? What is it? So it's a at the base of it, it's an, it's an advanced SCBA course. So we're going to focus on, you know, search, you know, firefighter survival, um, search forcible entry. Um, then, uh, it gets into the, uh, servant leadership portion. You know, and you don't see it as much as you know, when you're a student in the class, but when you start coming back as an instructor and you see the work that goes into it, you know, that, that servant leadership part of it really, really mm-hmm. kind of comes out. Yeah, absolutely. Would you recommend it? Oh, absolutely. Why? Um, Why? Um, so you're going to, you're going to find and be pushed past like limits that you'd put on yourself. Like any limit you have, you, you did that to yourself. 
Um, and you know, you are going to, you're going to suffer. You're going to pay money. You're going to pay, pay some money, go out there and just, just take an ass whipping. Um, <laughs> it's a superb ass whipping, but, uh, what you, the feeling that you get when you come out of it. Oh man, dude, it's, it's an incredible feeling. Best feeling uh, in the world. Oh, great. And to, and to come back as an instructor and be a part of that community. They're some of the most amazing humans that I know in the world are, are members of this organization, man. And it's, it's a privilege to, to, to be considered a peer, you know, to these guys in that organization. Well said. I can attest to that. Yep. Still riding the high a little oh, yeah. bit. Excited to come back for more. There's a lot of people who also don't know a lot about, you know, experience level. Um, I think a lot of people, there's some gray area there, you know, how many years of experience do I have to have biscuit before I can come, <laughs> before I can come get my private parts kicked and pay a lot of money for smoke divers. Um, what would you recommend for somebody out there experience wise? When's the best time to kind of dive into smoke divers? Man, um, when you, when you feel ready, you know, um, we've actually had guys come through that. I think, uh, there's a couple guys from Edmond that had like 11 months in uh-huh. the fire service when they came through my class and they were both successful. I mean, they were, they were, dude, they were studs. Um, I think a couple of years, right about where you're at, man, that's kind of the perfect, perfect place, man. You're going to get in there before you get a chance to develop some really bad habits. Those things are super solidified. Mm-hmm. Um, and dude, come in and just get humbled. That's, <laughs> that's the best way you can put yeah. it. Yeah. 18 years into the fire service is not optimal. Um, that's, I think that's about what I had when I, when I went through 17 or 18 years and, uh, wow. being an old dude there, uh, is definitely a little tougher. What's it like being an old dude going through smoke divers? Um, so the aches and pains that, that you feel multiply that times 40 years old. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, but it's I, I, honestly, it's, it's the mindset wise, the older guys that are successful in those programs, you know, we've, we've had some life experience, I think. Sure. Um, and so, uh, you know, I've, I've definitely had some character building moments in my life to draw strength from like, Hey, I've, I've done this. Like, I'm, they're not going to crush me today. You know, not completely. You're right. going to get, you're going to get a little crushed. Um, but yeah, I think, you know, when you're, when you're ready to go, man, you're ready to go. We'll get it done. Yeah. Uh, younger, who's probably going to listen to this too. I watched him puke multiple times throughout the week, dealing oh, with dude. cramps. And, you know, I, I for sure thought, you know, man, I don't, I don't know if he's going to make it, but that dude, that just sucked it up and got man, after he it. He came out, he came out of uh, that evolution that the uh, entanglement prop and, Full on thousand yard stare coming out like he just I don't know what dimension he was looking into. I'm like, dude, if this big dude falls on me, I don't know that I can stop him from hitting the earth. This this is gonna suck when he lands on me. Right. But, uh, but he he didn't go down, man. He was baller. He's a good dude. Yeah. No, he was. He helped us get through that engine search tremendously. Yeah. After we had failed that a couple of times tremendously. <laughs> that was the hottest I've ever been on heat day. It's warm. It's a little warm in there. How hot does it get in there? Hot. Define hot. Define hot. Um, all the worst parts of the Bible, like a whole book of Revelation, just happening <laughs> down there in that basement search drill. Right. Um, also, I think uh, I think they were looking at like twelve, thirteen hundred at the ceiling. Wow. So, um, you know, I think the lowest one of the day is like one hundred and seventy on the floor. Mm-hmm. And you, know, you do some things and make your life a little bit better when you get down there. But uh, yeah, it's hot. The same thing. Like I mean, the seals, what they do in their training, you know, they make people cold and uncomfortable getting wet and sandy it's smoke divers i feel like it's the complete opposite you know they, we, we, try, we try to we try to heat you up and burn you up but you know whether it's cold or whether it's hot it induces a level of stress on you oh yeah and you know at smoke divers i can attest there's a whole level of stress that comes at you really quick especially oh, yeah, when you can't see your hand in front of your face yeah, that's designed in the program that's part of it you're trying to it's 
in the training that we do on a regular basis, you can't do what we do up there. Right. And that's why you need to have, you need to be comfortable. You need to be ready to go when you get up there. Um, and that's what we're trying to recreate is that, that, that intensity level, that stress level that, that you're not able to to do on the training ground in your home department uh, to get that, you know, that survival stress reaction where you're, you know, you're losing dexterity, heart rates, up, pupils are dilating, respiratory rate increases, all those things that would make a really simple task difficult. You know, the, the crawling across the ground sucks when it's 400 degrees where you're at, you mm-hmm. know, it's, you know, whatever the temperature is, I probably just messed that up. But, uh, <laughs> um, you would die instantly. Um, but it's, it's hot. It's miserable. It sucks. Yeah. But those those fine motor skills that you were talking about, those go away like that. Oh yeah, absolutely. It really forces you, like you said, to have that competency or knowledge going yeah. into it. And it, dude, it's and more important than that, it's the ability to mentally calm yourself down. Like mm-hmm. it sucks well right now. And if I panic, I'm gonna hurt myself. I'm definitely not gonna pass this evolution. Um, you know, I may hurt my partner. So you you have got to be able to calm yourself down. All right, dude. Okay, this absolutely embrace that suck that you're in right now, as miserable it is. Okay, this sucks a lot. I recognize the suck. I'm going to push that aside, get what I need to get done, and then then get out. So yeah, one of the things that I love, um, I believe it was Chief Rhodes and Chief Ward that had talked about it a little bit as well. It really hit home with me in saying that once you earn this shirt, if you're here after day six and you cross the finish line. Just because you have a black shirt on does not mean that you are better than the guy or girl next to you. Absolutely. And that really hit home for me. It means a lot to me because there's a lot of people who believe that who are not smoke divers who think that we're just cocky, arrogant sons of guns and we're, you know, we're better than, you know, all kingdom come here. But what does that mean to you to wear your black shirt? And, you know, what I just said about not being better than the person next to you. Well, the, so some of that actually comes from some guys that have gone back to their departments and were cocky and thought that they were better than everybody. So, you know, it's not undeserved, but for me, it's a, uh, it's a responsibility. Like, so I, you know, there's a, there's a standard, you know, that's way above the minimum standard that you're going to be held to now. And it's, it's, the, it's, it's, it's a challenge to hold your own self to that standard now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you're, you know, you, you got to be careful about how you present it. Like if you go in there and try to cram smoke divers down somebody's throat, man, they're going to, they're going to punch you in the mouth. Um, but you, you set this example, you know, and, and it's it, the, the coolest part comes when guys see what you're doing and they, you know, they want to know about it. Like, Hey man, so tell me all about it. You know, or they see you in training or they, they, you know, I'm at the firehouse every morning at five fifteen. You know, right now I'm having to do like a workout outside. I'm not allowed to work, you know, work out until they, you know, they take my temperature, you know, thanks COVID. Right. Um, but you know, they, they, they see you doing these things like, why are you doing that? I'm like, dude, I have this, you know, I had this standard that, that I, that I have for myself and, you know, as a part of this organization, you know, that, you know, I've got to keep that up and you inspire, you know, and that's, I guess that's the best way to really inspire other guys to want to be a part of that, part of that organization or part of that, that culture. I love that. So if somebody wanted to learn more about the smoke diver program, where they're interested in going, where do they go? www.georgiasmokediver.com or oklahomasmokediver.com right. or find, find us, either one of us on Facebook. We'll point you, point you where I think Oklahoma's got a Facebook page. They sure do. And I think Georgia does as well. Yeah. 
So, uh, Indiana, I think, does too. Yes. Yeah. I forget about Indiana. Sorry, Indiana. Um, yeah. Any one of those places. Cool. Yeah. You're like, again, to what Biscuit said, you can reach out to us. We'd be more than happy to help you, lead you in the right direction. Um, I'll also say there's a training program online. Yes. On all of those Facebook pages, Oklahoma Smoke Diver Association, Georgia Smoke Diver Association, uh, that post workouts on the regular. Uh, they're really good tools for you to add to your toolbox to help you train and prepare um, biscuit. And like I was saying earlier before we ruined it and had to restart, <laughs> a lot of this training you need to be doing in your gear. Absolutely right? do it in your gear. Like it's it, your, your gear is its own little micro environment. Um, it's hot. Um, the humidity level is 100% because your sweat's not getting out. And it's this cumulative effect of, you know, I've got, you know, 60 pounds worth of stuff on and I'm sweating and your body's not cooling off. So it's going, Oh, I need to sweat more. Right. And so now it's going to get heavier with sweat and you're not cooling off and it's miserable and it's just terrific. Do workouts in your gear all the time. Changes the ball game. Oh, it is huge. You can be as fit as you want in PT gear, but then like you said, you come get a dose of humble pie when you step foot on that PT ground. Yeah. I'm a terrible I can't remember the name of this organization, but they actually did like a like a biometric study on us, and that we are seventy five percent less efficient when we have this gear on. So a hundred pound dumbbell, it's it's picking up one seventy five. So everything is, it's it is an absolute game changer. Um, like the workouts I do now, like everything, I, I, I'm trying to be functional. You know, that's what I want to do. I want to mm-hmm. be able to perform in my gear. I'm not trying to look good at the beach anymore. My wife. And she stuck with me. We're you know, just about 18 years. Old, so, <laughs> so, you know, I, one of my, the guys that I work with jokes about, it, it looks like, looks like God just poured out some pancake batter and this is the shape that came out. And right. So yeah, that's where we're, where we're at, man. Do those workouts <laughs> in your gear so you can function, man. So what does it mean to be physically fit to you? You think it's important? Oh, absolutely. Dude. Um, that's again, I'm not some workout guru. I'm not one of those guys like, dude, I love working out. Like, I, hate, <laughs> you know, I don't know if we, if we, I don't know if it was recorded or not, but I hate every workout I've ever done in the history of ever. Right. Um, I, I do it because that's, that's the responsibility that, that I have to you know, long before even being a smoke diver, my responsibility to the citizens that we sort of protect, man. And, you know, that, that, you know, the, the oath you took was not a ceremonial high five. You know, it's, you know, we're supposed to be able to put ourselves in between death and the people that we're there to serve. And you Absolutely. have to be physically fit to do this. The basis of everything we do is really predicated on your level of fitness. Yeah. I know you said you hate to work out. I'll be honest, as much as I love working out, there's some days I just wake up and hate it. But once you're just pulled in sweat, you know, it's, it's, it's a great feeling just knowing that you accomplished something. I think it's what's mentally what's stimulating too. Don't you think? What's wrong with you? Just a lot you, of good things. It's just so wrong. I love it. No, dude. I, you know, the feeling afterwards is great. I just, Again, I, I, it's I'm not one of those. Hey, let's go work out for fun. <laughs> no, dude. Like left to my like left, to, left to my own devices, man. I will you know sit in the pool with a alcoholic beverage and and and, and chill. That would be that's being in my natural habitat. Yeah. Why do you think it is that some people don't like to work out or exercise? What are your thoughts? It's hard. Well, nobody, come on. nobody wants to do hard stuff. Come on, man. Hard stuff's not fun. I don't know, man. I like I said, I, I actually you know, I, I I joke about it, but I. I, I enjoy the results of the workout. You know, I, people just don't want to work out, man. You know, whether it's laziness, whether I, I don't know. I, I wish I could answer that question for you. What is your most answer. motivating factor to get people to work out? What do you say? 
So somebody, so for example, <laughs> let's, let's, let's say you got. I like the first one we recorded so much better than this one. <laughs> what if you say we got Biscuit Jr. on the recliner, propping his feet up at the firehouse, and he doesn't want to do anything? What are you going to say to motivate him to get off his butt and go work out? Man, so like, we kind of talked about motivation, you know, in the last the last one that we that, that we lost. But the pre-recording. Yeah. So uh, we talked about that. You know, motivation, you know, is a, is a feeling. And then. You know, motivation gets you to the starting line and discipline gets you to the finish line. Mm-hmm. Um, if I'm talking to that dude on the recliner, you know, it's, you don't want to be, don't be douchey. Don't be douchey about it. Yeah. But you kind of hit, you try to find those guys like and hit them where they, where they feel, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and if, if, if it's a guy that never works out, you know, I'm like, Hey man, you want to come out here and do this work? I was, Hey, you know, we'll do something that you know, we, we just try to include him somehow, man. Get, yeah. just, just bait him out there somehow. <laughs> All right. Chicken um, biscuit. Yeah. Hey dude. Hey man, I got, hey, there's a, uh, there's bluebell out there on that, on that squat rack, man. You want to come get some, um, you know, whatever. But, uh, so a lot, a lot of guys won't do it because you know, we'll go out there and do some, something psychotic, dude. It's just dumb. Like just dumb hard. We, yeah. And so they don't want any part of that. But if I, you know, I bring this, you know, bring a workout down to that guy's level that, that, you know, we can include him and he wants to be a part of, he thinks that he can be successful at it. Mm-hmm. You know, Hey man, come out here. Like, Hey, we're going to do like, you know, 45 seconds of work, 15 seconds of rest. So you just, you just do as much as you can do and, and you kind of bring them in there and start, start bringing them up again. It's hard to, you know, I like, I like the word inspiration more than I do motivate. You know, yeah. I, I want to be able to, what can I do to inspire that guy to, once you make it his idea, when he wants to do it, th- th- that guy's that guy's not going to work out until he wants to. You can't make him. Right. You got to somehow draw him out there, you know, of his own free will to to, to start improving himself. I agree completely. What is your for the times you do like to work out? What do you like to do? Man, I do I, I do a lot of circuit stuff. Um, again, I'm do you an MPC bikini competitor? Do you negative, <laughs> dude? Like I'm I'm, uh, I'm 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 pursuit of the ultimate dad bod. I'm like, oh. like two abs and back fat. That's just <laughs> that's just what I'm gonna be. Right. Um, you know that the, uh, you know you talk about a you know everything's a transaction, right? Like you know whether you hmm. buy something at the store, you're gonna work out, right? Is it, is this thing that I want, is it worth it to give up this to this? You know, is it worth it for me to give up Doritos and pizza to have a body like Jimmy Gross? Right now, obviously it's not. I got the COVID-19 bod right now. There's no, it's, it's, I I look like this. You look like that. (laughs) You look like a biscuit. Yeah, that's, that's it. That is it. I'm, I'm, I call myself a fat leap. Just that, just that, just that big dude that can just do things. Like how, like they see me doing this workout, like, Man, he just he just crushed a whole bag of Doritos, but he's killing that workout right now. It's just pr- carb yeah, loading. Like, yeah, like how's that dude do that? I'm like, yeah, man, I've just been carrying this fat body around my whole life, man. <laughs> so I just I just make it do what I want. I'm I'm running this. Um, yeah, I don't even know what the question was anymore. I'm totally totally gone. No, that's I, okay. I don't think my Adderall works anymore. That's yeah, wearing off. Yeah, we'll definitely. Which we'll is a couple more rock stars too. Absolutely. So let's take the uh, we'll take the stress off you a little bit. Okay, we're gonna get to more. Interesting questions. <laughs> so I made a post the other day. People know you're here. They're excited for you to be here. Like I said, yeah. to start tens of them. I was going to do like a Q and a with Justin. We're going to go live before this, but I'll ask you a couple that were on here and we'll keep them all anonymous, but I'm sure you've scrolled through. No, the I've already, I've already read them. I know who they are. Okay. We have to shout this one out first. Cause it, this made, Oh yeah. <laughs> this one made me laugh really hard. 
This one comes again from anonymous longtime listener, first time caller. <laughs> my, my, my question for Justin is how many souls do you think you've snatched and follow up rumor has it that you're a big fan of the show jackass. Any truth to that? Uh, how many souls have I snatched all of them? If, if a soul has been snatched, I took it. Um, no, 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 no idea on the number, but there's, there's some, um, as far as the jackass thing. Yeah. Yeah. Huge, huge jackass fan. Um, been known to dress up as, you know, as Preston time or two, uh, huh. run around. just saying like, if you, if you know, you know, if you don't know, you can't know until you know. You're a big dress up guy, huh? Huge, huge dress up guy. Okay. Huge dress up guy. Next one comes from anonymous. What's your 40 yard dash time? <laughs> I don't know. It's way slower than it used to be. I'm agile again. I'm agile for a fat guy. Um, you know, like like a like a like a firefighting Warren Sap. Like you, that guy's not supposed to be able to run as fast as he did. And then you, know, you can blaze him fast. Give Dude, me fast. give me give me a number. I have no idea. No idea. Fast is probably gonna be on the four three side. I don't think. Oh you, no, I, you ain't got no, a four three in here. No, yeah, I'm definitely sub five. Definitely bull, sub five. Bull shit. That's the only cuss word I'm gonna say. I'm oh. no way you're sub five. Oh yeah. Okay, we're gonna. I, I, this has been challenged. Okay, I, I challenge you. Too. Okay, I, next time, uh, class two before we before we get rolling. Okay, we're, we're gonna see it. Okay, it's definitely sub five. How do you feel about? Have you seen these calves? Oh man, do they? Yeah. I, don't, I don't have calves. Mine are kind of like fused to my. These are cows. <laughs> They're cows. <laughs> They're full grown cows at this point. The cows to fuel the fat lead, right? That's it. How do you feel about your ambulances? I don't even know where these questions come from. <laughs> these are coming from Facebook. Ambulances are terrific. I just don't want to ride one. Why not? What's that? Dude, I'm 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 good. I rode I rode one for a long time. A lot of years riding ambulance, man. If I, I, so if I quizzed you on a, a drug dose, you would know it right now. How confident are you? We'll, we'll, we'll talk basic. Very basic. Very basic. What what do you got? What do you got? Aspirin. Aspirin? 324 dog. How many is that? How many? Huh? How many pills is that? That is or tablets. That's three baby aspirin at eighty-one milligrams. I can math. Do that one more time. Four. Eight, 81, 81 times yeah. three. Yeah, four. That's four. That's four. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. Delete that. No, we're not. We're, we're keeping that in yeah, there. Yeah, I can't. Yeah, dude, that's terrible. No, that's got to be. You got to edit that out, dog. I can't. No, 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 no. No, please don't. It's okay, four. I know, and I know it was four. I don't know why I said three. I think you're just getting scared now. I am scared. Okay, last one we got. There's a lot of other good ones because a lot of people are saying what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. I don't want to know. Yeah, no, no, that, 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 that happened. What is your favorite alcoholic beverage? Favorite alcoholic beverage. So, I... Uh, Truly's? No. God dang it. No, I told you. Like, Truly's <laughs> and White Claw, that's the Florida Georgia line of, of alcoholic beverages. Um, I was introduced to an old-fashioned last year. Dude, it was so good. It's disgusting. We're down, we, were, we were doing a force splinter class down in uh, for the uh, uh, Iron Brotherhood Fools. It was like their very first training, and we go out with their their president, Chase Morgan, who was in your class. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, the bartender's like, dude, do you want to have the best thing ever? Like he's talking to Chase. I'm like, hold on a second. I want to have the best thing ever. And um, he brought this old-fashioned over. I'm like, oh, man, dude, this is, this is pretty good, dog. It's too much alcohol for me. Not enough mixer. Oh, yeah. It's like Captain White. I went to his house to do the other podcast, the last one, and he gave me bourbon. It wasn't an old fashioned, but he threw this big old ice cube in there. And I was like, getting Coke or Dr. Pepper or anything else. He kind of <laughs> gave me that weird look. I was like, you ain't going to be seeing me drinking an old fashioned. 
No, no, it's for real. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta edit out the aspirin question. No, 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 that's not gonna happen. I'm gonna look like I'm gonna be a total, look like a total idiot. That's okay. It's part of the fun. No, no, it's not fun. Not, <laughs> yeah, my getting medical, criticized and judges not. Yeah, fun. my medical director is gonna hear that and go, "Yeah, we gotta test Justin again." No, that's okay. You'll pass the second time. Yeah, we have bigger aspirin where I come from. <laughs> you got bigger aspirin, <laughs> bigger and better aspirin. Yeah, bigger aspirin. So, uh, biscuit or Mister Phrase? Uh, God dang it, we're nearing the end. Uh, we talked about a lot of good things. Uh, you talked about, you know, your passion to serve. I see it. We all see it. That's why you're here. Uh, not just, you know, what you do at the fire Academy, but you know, it, it, what you took back from smoke divers to your own station and trying to help your crew be better, which is awesome. we got about eight minutes left and the floor is yours. No more questions on my end. I oh. just want you to open up and be honest about whatever you're feeling. I know you're a big hearted guy with a lot on your mind. So <laughs> Whatever you're feeling, go ahead and say it, and floor is yours. Man, I, it, it's hard to know what to say with just an open open forum, man. Um, yeah, I, I kind of thought about this because I listened to all the other podcasts, and so I know you kind of give some guys a thing to say, man. Um, I guess the be humble, man, and check your ego every day. Um, there's always somebody bigger, faster, stronger, smarter than you are, man. Um, don't. If you, the ability to check your ego, get other people to check their ego, man. It's it's amazing what you can accomplish. One of the best crews that I worked on, that was a big thing we talked about. Everybody checks their ego every day. Um, everything good that you want in life is on the other side of hard work. All the meaningful things that you're going to do are on the other side of hard work. Um, you know, the, the, the Smoke Divers Creed, you know, I'm, I'm sure you can still recite it. Sure it, can. Um, it took me about 30 seconds, I think, to memorize that thing because it is so in line with with how I think and how I, I would believe. You know, if I persist, if I continue to try, if I continue to charge forward, I will succeed. That's 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 it, man. That's that's consistency. That's that's discipline. That's being motivated to start something, the discipline to follow through. I will not hear those who weep and complain for their disease is contagious. Dude, you saw it. The first guy that quit. How, how easy was it to be the second guy mm-hmm. and the third guy to quit? Um, avoid avoid negativity, man. Check check that stuff in yourself. Have the ability to check that in others. You know, I, we we when the guys start start complaining or bitching about stuff, man, you need to be able to to shut that down. Um, yeah, that's that that that's yeah. Don't be negative. Stay away from negative people. Positivity kills. Yes. Yes. It, it will kill that negativity. Um, dangerous. The prizes of life are at the end of each journey, not near the beginnings. And it is not given to me to know how many steps are necessary in order to reach my goal. Mm-hmm. This is what we have. Um, that, 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 that again, that's everything you, that you, you want or value in life is going to be on the other side of hard work. Like, and it's not, this. it's not given to you to know, how easy or how hard it's going to be. You know, it took me two years to get into the fire service. Um, you know, having that, having my career reset, that taken away from me really solidified how much I love this. You know, the, my, my journey to get to where I'm sitting right here was not easy. Um, mm-hmm. But, dude, I wouldn't do it any different because of where I'm at now. You know, the, you know, the whole having your career restarted included. Um, yeah, dude, that's, 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 really, that's really what I have. Man. I like it. That's awesome. And I'm sure we'll do some repeat podcasts here in the future. So if there's anything that you forgot, you can come back on and say it. We'll harass you a little bit more. I'm sure there's going to be some more questions people want to hear. But 
Uh, Mr. Fraser, thank you for coming on here. It means a great deal to me. Uh, again, there's certain types of people I want on here to provide message and value. And I believe that you did just that and you embody it. And that's a big, big thing of importance to me and other people out there. So we're greatly appreciated for that. Where can people find you if um, they want to get in contact with you? So I'm on the Book of Faces. You're on the Book of Faces. You can find me on there. I have an Instagram account. Not real active you know how to work on there, it? but you can. I, I know how to work it. Um, I know how to how to Insta chat. Um, so they can <laughs> they can they can get me on there. Um, uh, real quick, so I was giving a shout out before we had to re-record this whole second half. Oh my, man, I'm a fire you know my fire academy class right now, man. Um, they were like you know, three quarters of the way through the academic portion of it, getting ready to do the hands-on stuff. Fun um, stuff. Um, COVID-19 came along and kind of just kicked them super hard. So they're, they're in a holding pattern. Um, you know, we're, we're going to get going, hopefully really, really soon and get those guys through and then, you know, feed them out into the fire service with the values that we instilled in them. Um, and to my wife for, again, nominate her for sainthood for putting up with all of this, all of the biscuit all of this because she gets she gets full phrase all the time um so oh, uh yeah she's uh she's awesome kids they put up with me also love them and uh man thanks for having me on dude it's really cool very welcome do i really me? can do math i know i know how many milligrams of aspirin to give it's four it's four <laughs> do you want to give out your cell phone number or credit card number or any other personal information uh yeah no well, you can have my credit card. I think it's probably maxed out. You're not going to get anything out of it anyway. Uh, yeah. Awesome. Well, again, thank you, uh, Biscuit. <laughs> greatly appreciate it. Uh, if you do, like I said, if you enjoy the podcast that we did just now, or if you're looking forward to more in the future, please press subscribe, leave a review. Like I said at the beginning, it helps me tr out tremendously. But again, this is not for me. This is for them and the people I interview. So it's just helping more people learn from great people like mr biscuit right here god bless america god bless america hope you didn't uh, piss somebody off or make somebody get the wrong aspirin dose but anyway uh <laughs> you can uh you can also find me on facebook uh jimmy gross and you can also find me on instagram i post a little bit more frequently and often than mr phrase over here and people will probably silence me like people do on facebook when they hear about politics but that's cool with me uh, always here to help you and encourage you any way that i can and for now that is the end of this episode. I hope you enjoyed and stick around for episode number six, which is going to be sometime next week after I come back from a little short vacation. So bid you do have a wonderful day and we'll see you.